direction. So right. Yeah. So let's get this show on the road. <laughs> your phone silenced and everything. We're ready to go. Well, if it rings, I'll just have to pop off and take it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. We'll be like, where'd Terry go? The retrobots got aim. <laughs> Hopefully, it don't happen in the middle of his top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He'd be like in the middle of, of top number five. What? He's gone. <laughs> I guess that's all that one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, here we go. <laughs> that sounds that funny. Sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. Hey, welcome everybody. And that's right. This is the podcast that sounds funny and. Here we are on the week of August 31st, 2021, and I absolutely have no notes at all. I believe it's episode 44, (laughs) and I am your host, Keith, and those voices you hear in there is uh... Terry and Jill. (laughs) (laughs) Your last name is not Irish. (laughs) (laughs) We like to uh, start out the show with a little bit of what's new. Now, what's the new? What's been happening lately? I have a couple of short little things I could pop out here if you guys want. Uh, Anything happened to you guys lately? Go ahead. Go ahead. You go first. Maybe something will trigger a memory. Well, (laughs) recently. of course, you know, all these, you know, wild and crazy things because you're learning at school because of teaching boards and uh, all this uh, controversy happening out there. Uh, our uh, voice of the podcast kid who you hear opening and closing the show came home and he says, so uh, if you believe that your skin color doesn't matter and it's all about character, and if you like religious holidays like Christmas and Easter, and if you have uh, leanings towards con- being conservative or Christian, that makes you a domestic terrorist. Because huh? so that means I'm a domestic terrorist, and that means my grandma and grandpa are domestic terrorists. Like, <laughs> I guess so. So our little domestic terrorist is enjoying the fact that he's a terrorist. <laughs> He could go around terrorizing people. Yeah. yeah, domestically. Is that something they're teaching them at school now? Yeah. Huh. If if you are uh, uh, <laughs> a, a white person, you're automatically a racist and a white supremacist. Uh, the color, your skin color matters, and uh, it's not about your character anymore. Uh, these are all things. If you believe that way, you you are considered to be a domestic terrorists under certain people's uh, code of belief. That remi- that reminded me of a story. It's now, there you go. See, it's I, I do have one other one, so uh, good. Okay, but when, when I was younger, I used to smoke cigarettes well, before 2014 anyway, and I was living in Dallas, Texas with my ex-wife and my son and, and her daughter, and they came home from school one day and they learned, they were teaching them in school that smoking cigarettes was drugs. And so they told the teachers that their mom and dad could sit at home and smoke drugs. Gee, that's swell. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we do drugs 
all day long. And it's like, what? I said, don't be telling your teachers that. Are they teaching you that in school? You know, they're teaching us that smoking cigarettes is it's addictive, so it's a drug. He has his tempers, and he's not easy to live with sometimes. Anything addictive is a drug. And I'm like, no, they need, I don't know about that. Well, technically, of course, cigarettes are a drug, but you know what? So is coffee. It has caffeine in it. I'm sitting here drinking drugs this morning. You're drinking your drugs. Oh, man. I, I already drank my drug this morning. I'm still drinking mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's going to be all about drugs. All about drugs. You can be a drug addict just like us. Oh, I got a bunch of criminals. <laughs> I admit it now. Yes. Story is something of mine. Uh, but Keith had another story. My, my other real quick one. Uh, you, uh, of course, you know, maybe you've heard about this Afghanistan uh, thing happening over the last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could imagine with over 100,000 people being evacuated that surely, you know, somebody on those airplanes was pregnant. And being that there's pregnant women flying in airplanes and there's that many of them, sir, surely you know that one of them had to give birth to a baby. On the plane? Yeah, on the plane. Oh, wow. And uh, they they announced today that the name they named a baby after the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. So you would think it was huh? <laughs> Boeing seven forty seven. No, it was a Boeing C seventeen actually. Uh, a uh, what's it called? A Globemaster three. Uh, no, they did. Fortunately for the baby, they did not name her C seventeen <laughs> Globemaster three. Well, uh, the name saying. of the plane was Reach, so they named the baby Reach. Huh? Oh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's better than Boeing C four. <laughs> yeah. Okay, class, raise your hand. Uh, Boeing C seventeen. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Oh goodness. What you got, Jill? You got any stories? Nothing real funny. We were just watching over the weekend lots of Val Kilner movies. We watched The Saint and we watched Willow. And I didn't know this, but Val Kilner, do you, did you guys ever watch Willow? Yes. It was from 1989. Right. And on, on that movie, that woman, Sorsha, I think they called her, the Wicked Witch's Daughter. In real life, those two got married. I never knew that. They've been married ever since, I believe, too. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, at the end of Willow, the one that we was watching, had a lot of outtakes because it was a two-hour movie, and the uh, Ron Howard and George Lucas was the producers, and they were talking about how they had to cut out a lot of parts because it went into too long of a movie, which I thought would be neat if they made a second one and added all those parts back in. Yeah. But they didn't. In that part is where they said that he they ended up getting married later. Those two. And it's been a long time. It's probably been since 1989 since I've watched that movie. But (laughs) that's when it came out. So yeah, we watched. I was in the mood to watch it the other day, and then we watched the like the biography of him. I forget what it was called. You know, he's he's got some kind of cancer now, and he can't talk. He's got a thing. My husband said that goes around his throat that. Like vibrates as he talks. Oh yeah, he uh, he. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, what did he die or something? Because uh, no, because a lot of times like that. Yeah, he's he's he had throat cancer, and then he uh, he's got a tracheotomy, and mm-hmm. 
Have you seen that too? The Val Kilner biography? No, no. No? I don't know where it's, is it on SamNet or something? But Uh, We watched it on Netflix, I think. Ed Ed Asner died on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was already dead a while back. Hmm. Nope, he died on Saturday or Sunday. Well, I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm sure this wouldn't mean anything to any of our listeners unless they're blind to listen to audiobooks. But um, what's her name? One of the audiobook readers died. Please stand by. It wasn't a no. telemarketer, Doctor Pepper. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't remember what happened with the phone ringing. What was um, being said? Action. Oh, <laughs> we were. T- I was talking about the. Oh yeah, uh, there's a talking book lady who died. Okay, that's what um, you said. What was her name? I, I, if you ever read any of the Stephanie Plum books, she's was the reader who did those. Really, Stephanie Plum books. Yeah, yeah we all read those. Uh, Mit- Mitzi Friedlander. She was age 77. Wow. Uh, so any blind people who read talking books uh, in the last week, I forget what day it was, but she passed away this last week. Huh. How do you find this kind of stuff out? <laughs> it was on a mailing list from the ACB. Oh. Hmm. Well, uh, we'll probably, I probably got that too. I deleted it. <laughs> yeah, I, I get so many of them. I end up deleting a lot of them, but I, I've seen her name on the subject line. I was like, oh, I'm going to read that one. Hmm. But yeah. Um, did, so, did you have a, a recently happening thing, or do we already? No, just that we were watching movies. Watching, I don't think there's anything funny. Yeah, so was, yeah, I kind of got distracted and I forgot totally where we're at. So He played Batman, too, Batman 3. Although I do know that if we're finished uh, with our segment. Um, we need to go to the holidays. That's right. Holidays. Yep. That's the happy holiday segment. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays. And, uh, of course, today uh, is August 31st, as we're recording this, which makes it Eat Outside Day. And I suppose it's nice weather for that, although it may be raining today. could be hurricaning on some people. (laughs) Uh, It is Independence Day, and it's one of those, it just says Federal Civic. But I did revisit the page where I find my holidays at. I think it's a a Southeast Asian country, but I don't know exactly. Hmm. Uh, It is International Overdose Awareness Day. (laughs) We talked earlier about smoking and drinking our drugs. We barely (laughs) overdose on no coffee this morning. Tell you what. (laughs) Um, It is Love litigating lawyers day i i guess that litigating means lawsuits and love so maybe it has to do with divorce lawyers i don't know <laughs> maybe it means having some legal love with your lawyer i don't know oh <laughs> maybe if there's some lawyers out there who litigate love i don't know the lawyers need love too <laughs> <laughs> i guess so and they're going to litigate for it i'll tell you what <laughs> it is national matchmaker day so maybe that plays a part in it. National Trail Mix Day, good one for eating outdoors. There you go. 
It's World Distance Learning Day. So if you parents out there want to keep your little domestic terrorists home from school and not wear a mask, <laughs> eh, you can do distance learning. On this, huh? yep. Well, that's all of our holidays today. There's a few extra ones there we didn't mention last week because, as, a, as I mentioned, I did revisit my holiday webpage to get these from to get the ones for September, which is coming up pretty soon. Yeah, tomorrow. And when I did, I saw these extra holidays. I'm like, oh, I'm going to update my list real quick. So tomorrow, September 1st, Wednesday, it is American Chess Day. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's for American chess players, which I am not one of. Me either. Uh, I used to play it some, but I was never been very good at it. So I was like, eh, whatever. It is building and code staff day. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Building code, I get. Um, the building people that and work code. for the building code. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know exactly what that means. It's chicken boy day. <laughs> It's just a fun American crazy holiday, apparently. I guess so. Yeah, it must be. National No Rhyme Nor Reason Day. So I I guess it's no rhyme nor reason. You can't use logic or poetry to express yourself. Actually, the phrase no rhyme or reason means just do it for whatever reason you feel like it, just because. Just because. Uh, it is Waddle Day, so I guess you waddle around like a duck tomorrow. Ah, along with Chicken Boy. <laughs> it's World Letter Writing Day. So there's, there's Wednesday. <laughs> write a letter to somebody, but the price of stamps are going up, so write it quick so you can get it in the mail. Wow. Um, on September 2nd, Thursday, National Blueberry Popsicle Day. Mm. It has to be blueberry, I guess. It can't be strawberry or orange or grape or lemon or lime. <laughs> blueberry Popsicle. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay, Terry, I want you to keep your mind out of the gutter. Oh, I don't think so. It is VJ Day. Oh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> That means victory in Japan, World War II. <laughs> Not the other feature. <laughs> Vigena? Oh, ish. Um, yeah, VJ Day. It, it's an unfortunate name that totally is kind of mean something different, which that's why I warned Terry about. <laughs> down boy, down boy. <laughs> it's World Coconut Day. Uh, September 3rd, Friday. College Colors Day. I guess that's the day college kids get their coloring books. I don't know. That, and you wear your college color t shirt. Today's lesson will be draw with your red crayon and stay at the lines, college kids <laughs> out there. No, I think it has to do with like team colors and sports colors. Yeah. Show your colors. Uh, National Lazy Month. Month? The whole month? <laughs> The lazy river goes by. Oh, it's well, it's National Lazy Month Day, so I guess you spend all day being lazy for the month. 
Um, ah. Or spend all month being lazy for a day? I don't know. Lazy month day. Uh, National Skyscraper Day. Mm, climb a building. King Kong. <laughs> yeah. September 4th. Uh, Saturday. Beyond K's <laughs> birthday is how my computer pronounces it. Beyond K. Beyonce. <laughs> National Wildlife Day. So you can be having some wildlife celebrating her birthday. <laughs> That's all there is on Saturday. September 5th, Sunday. International Day of Charity Cause Awareness. Wow. So that's a big, long name. So be Donate aware of your, your international charities charity. because <laughs> those charitable causes. It's National Be Late for Something Day. <laughs> what day is that? Saturday? <laughs> Things how that. it falls on Sunday. I guess church you could be late for. You have an excuse because you're celebrating. Uh, National Cheese Pizza Day. Boring. I like toppings on my pizza. It's also National Pet Rock Day. (laughs) Your pet dog's barking day. Or your pet rock at your pet dog that day. (laughs) I used to have a pet rock a long time ago. Back when they were the cool, uh, cool hip fad thing to get whenever I was in junior high school. Yeah. Uh, September like 6th, Monday. Fight Procrastination Day. <laughs> I guess that goes <laughs> against the lazy day we just had earlier. Hmm. Hmm. I guess it's time to stop being lazy on that day. Fight Procrastination. It's not like, a, like there should be a superhero, supervillain kind of a thing happening with that. <laughs> Some hyper person fighting against some really lazy person. It's procrastination man and his sidekick, a lazy boy. (laughs) (laughs) And the the housewife is going to fight procrastination and lazy boy. Go out there and mow the lawn. (laughs) Take out the trash. Pull the garden. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Where were we at? Uh, Labor Day, of course. Labor Day. So I guess you can get there in labor to fight procrastination on your day off. Uh, It is National Coffee Ice Cream Day. Hmm. National Read a Book Day. Rosh Hashanah, a Jewish holiday. West Indian Day. Is the West Indian, is that the Caribbean? Or is West Indian over there by Wyoming? Huh? By Wyoming on <laughs> the west side of the United States, all them Indians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that takes us back to preview for next Tuesday, um, September 7th, Brazil Independence Day, uh, Google Commemoration Day. I didn't know they had, they had that. Grandma Moses Day, International Day of Clean Air. National that, Acorn Squash Day. <laughs> well, here you go, Terry. National Beer Lovers Day. Beer Lovers. <laughs> uh, National Grateful Patient Day. Telephone Tuesday. Texas Energy Savings. Wow, there's a lot happening next Tuesday. See, the trouble is, make a phone call. <laughs> the trouble is, though, if it's International Beer Day, 
and then you end up with beer farts, it kind of goes against the National Clean Air Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because we'll be, we'll be outside at Bush Stadium that day. Oh, there we go. That's our Cardinal game we were going to. No. So there's some holidays. There's quite a bit of them there. I think there's more days with more to come later in the month. So, hmm. Have you ever noticed that, like, here after August, from now to the tomorrow, to the end of the year, all the months end with the with burr, burr. Till it gets colder. That's right. <laughs> September, October, yeah, burr, December. Uh, there was something I read. I forget if on Twitter or Facebook. It was somewhere that yes, yesterday or today is the last day of meteorological summer. So even though the gen was it June twentieth is a summer solstice, the, the technically with the day the sun stands still, the equal day as the nights. As far as meteorology goes and the weather, it's not until like today where you actually tip away from summer into uh, fall. We're tipping. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's up next? News. Yeah, the news is next. I got some. Oh, can I go first today? Sure, sure. My first story is about a cow in the backseat of a car in Wisconsin at a McDonald's (laughs) drive-thru. This guy was at an auction. I think the auction must have been at the county fair. Decided to purchase a cow. But he didn't have his cattle trailer with him, so he decided to just pop it in his back seat. Um, so on, on his way home, he got hungry and decided yeah. to hit the McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And the car behind him, the girl said she's seen that she thought it was a fake cow and decided to video it. She posted a video on Facebook, but it wasn't just one cow. It wasn't two cows. It was three cows. Oh, but of wow. course, they were baby cows. Baby cows. Baby cows. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the video clip on that story, and the cows in the back seat are going, We want chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> no hamburgers. No hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, nuggets. I figure the guy might be showing them their future home. Maybe they'll become McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. You better behave, or this is your future home right here. <laughs> you think it wrong, but no, it's a nice guy, but it's not. <laughs> Chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, but that was about the main part, all there was to Although I did see it last night on uh, the TV. It used to be Entertainment Tonight, but I think it's people now that they show at like 630 yeah, they showed that same story. Years. And then another quick one, right quick, they have back, we had macaroni and cheese ice cream. Now they're yeah. making bacon ice cream. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, wants to go next? That's my two. It, it, my- as much as I like bacon, I think bacon can be overdone. Yeah. I understand you, they make bacon jelly, which is not all it's cracked up to be. And they make bacon soda, which also is like very yuck. Bacon soda's powder. <laughs> no, it's a beverage. It's carbonated oh. drink. Pop is hot. You drink it. So, like baking yeah. powder, baking, baking soda. soda. Get some baking soda. 
Get some bacon. I, I think it can be overdone as much as I appreciate bacon. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah I re- heard that cow story too. And the thing that got me is this lady who was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Someone put a cow in her car. And that made me think of on a certain other podcast that we refer to often, that story show. Early on in the run of that story show, there was a story about uh, James' mom got a free cow and put it in the back of their van. <laughs> Oh yeah, made yeah. me think of uh, City Slickers and Norman. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, was a baby, and tell City Slickers too that he's full grown cow. No. <laughs> so go on with your stories. I have yeah, some stories, and all of mine are animals misbehaving stories. Animals, and animals gone wild, <laughs> being crim- doing criminal activities. And so my first story, and I noticed all my stories take place on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Coincidence? Defund the dog catchers. And so my first story takes place in Connecticut, in, in Levine, Connecticut. A woman saw on her, got notified by her doorbell cam. That she had a package. She was expecting a package from Amazon. Andy Ram. And <laughs> she she looked at the camera footage and she saw a black bear pick up a package and take off with it. A bear <laughs> stole her package off of her stole her candy. Porch pirate. She thought it was hilarious. She told people later on Facebook. You know what was in the package? A roll of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, so the bears do poop in the woods. <laughs> there you go. That's what I say. They go pooping in the woods. They, they must not paper. use rabbits anymore to wipe their butts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that joke? I've heard that one before. Yeah. Maggie, we'll you can tell, tell, it our, tell it for our listeners real quick. It's not very long. Well, somebody asked the bear, or the bear asked the rabbit, do you have problems with poop sticking to your fur? And the rabbit said, no, why? So the bear picked him up and wiped his butt with him. (laughs) (laughs) What you got for news, sir? Well, I have one that takes place in Australia, which you know, of course, Australia right now is under a big, massive lockdowns thanks to COVID. Mm -hmm. But the uh, headline is a woman comes face-to-face with a snake in a supermarket. Oh, my. Canberra, Australia. Uh, Elena Aladdy was browsing the aisles of an Australian supermarket when she came face-to-face with a huge snake. The head of the three-meter-long, or about 10 feet long, snake came Within eight inches of her head, uh, right above the shelf, or from the shelf where the spice jars were at in this Sydney store. It was a I spicy was, snake. <laughs> yeah. I was in the spice aisle looking for something to put on my uh, chicken that night. So I didn't initially see it. It was curled way up, up behind this jars of spices. Hello, everyone. This is your Action News reporter with all the news that is news across the nation. On the scene at the supermarket, there seems to have been some disturbance here. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. 
was just standing over there by the tomatoes, and here he come, running through the pole beans, through the fruits and veggies, naked as a jaybird. Uh, Aladdie, who is coincidentally a trained snake handler, thankfully, she had this background in snake handling, so she was pretty calm about it. Uh, it definitely shocked her a little bit because she wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. So the supermarket uh, people uh, commented on their slippery and rare customer in the spice aisle. Once it was decided, they reacted quickly and calmly uh, to cordon off the area to keep customers away. Uh, Laddie said she used her phone uh, to take videos of the snake as it extended its body uh, from the shelf to the floor. Um, She says, I'll go get my snake bag. I think they thought I was nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they knew what to say when I told them they had a a small python in their grocery aisle. Small? (laughs) Uh, So she went back home to her nearby home to grab her uh, snake bag and went back to the store uh, and captured the snake and no harm done, uh, released it back to the wild. Uh, It's unclear how or when the snake got into the supermarket, um, but she was trained to catch uh, Venus snakes uh, when she was a volunteer uh, working for a rescue organization some number of years ago. Now, she suspects it was a male looking for a mate. And the you know, spice as mentioned, <laughs> with all those lockdowns there in Australia, maybe that's why he's going to the supermarket to pick up chicks or something. <laughs> uh, but she knew right away. Somebody, hang out it, here until somebody cute goes by and I'll grab yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just an ugly old human. Oh, another ugly old human. Where's all the cute snakes at? Uh, but she knew straight away that it was non-venomous uh, and it wasn't going to be a problem to anyone. So Non-venomous, it, but a python, they squeeze you, don't they? Yeah, the, venomous, uh, they, the pythons and boas, they just uh, uh, constrict. They give squeeze. you a big hug. But they wrap up by saying, because of lockdowns, everybody got a kick out of it because it broke up the monotony of, you know, lockdowns. Wow. So happy ending for all involved, including the snake. (laughs) And just telling you the story. Wow. You got another funny one, Jill? Yeah, but mine is also from Australia. It's a quick one. Uh, It's about a farmer. His aunt was on her Uh, deathbed and he couldn't go visit her because of their lockdowns. So he decided. He's a sheep farmer, and he put grain out in a heart shape and then released a bunch of sheep to go eat the grain, and then he videoed the sheep in the heart shape to send to his aunt. Oh. It's not to share with the family, and I don't know if he means the family at the funeral or the family while she was still alive, because it said that he couldn't see her to tell her goodbye or go to her funeral because of the lockdown, so he did this and videoed it and shared with the family. Yeah. And so that was his heartwarming story. Heartwarming sheep. Yep. But that's about all. I mean, I, I tried to find a little bit longer one. 
and actually there was a longer one after this one, but uh, I'll let Terry go next. <laughs> okay, I got some more criminal animals. I've got some little teenage river otters who we will call the reds, and then we have a blue herring in the story, but uh, apparently in uh, the uh, Roanoke Island and the aquarium, um, they have noticed on video camera at the aquarium that these river otters came and invaded the aquarium area uh, and they decided to start snacking on the crab hmm. <laughs> free food they, they came and started crab crabbing those crabby otters <laughs> a blue the, the blue herring was in the water watching the whole thing you know, so we had the reds and the blues there. And so then they, the, the river otters noticed the cameras on the dock. And so they were, they were doing zoomies and, and doing the poopy dance and stuff and pooping all over the thing. And they knocked the camera over and they left and caused a lot of damage. So, so, so they ate their snack and pooped everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this oh, is your crab back. Here you go. Take that. Juvenile delinquent river otters breaking into the aquarium and eating those the crabs and yeah. Wow. They're gonna have to go after them. Uh, yeah. Delinquents. And so that's my second. Uh, well, here's one for you, Terry. Critter story. A Michigan truck hauling beehives crashes, causing a major swarm. Oh, no. <laughs> Get your epi pen ready. I'm allergic to bees. I'm allergic to bees. Uh, yeah. In Boyne City, Michigan, I know where that's at. We used to live it by there. Yeah. A truck hauling beehives crashed on a northern Michigan roadway. Unleashing a big swarm of bees. Oh no, killer bees! <laughs> um, yeah, there's not a lot to it. This the truck overturned, um, and of course, uh, authorities told uh, residents to stay indoors, keep the windows and doors closed, and uh, they managed to capture a lot of them. They put, uh, well, of course, they, they had fire hoses out to sprinkle water across to keep the, the, the bees calmed down and and uh, in their little beehive boxes. They put out more boxes as they took those away in hopes that the ones that were still unaccounted for would come back and they could take them too. That's just pretty much the whole story. It seems like it'd be hard to capture bees. Uh, yeah, well, you just kind of have to hope they come back. Back yeah, home, no, have I got them all? Or am I missing? I, I'm missing five of them. Where could they be? <laughs> Get yeah. a big giant net and catch them. <laughs> you got another story, Jill? Or? Yeah, this other one, though, like I was saying, was right after that uh, last story. It was the next okay. one that popped up about a the sheep. Uh, it was about a whale. This woman off the, I think she was off the coast of Australia. She was 63. I forget her name. But she was a marine biologist and was swimming with whales, humpback whales. Humpback, humpback, I'm Mississippi, flowing down to New Orleans. New Orleans. With a 
said a swim mate. It didn't say who the swim mate was. They ate her? And, huh? <laughs> Did they ate her? No, no, they didn't eat her. But oh, the one whale, man. they're usually bashful animals, they said. But this whale came up to her and pushed her. Like she said, she was like stuck to its face. So it's swimming along, holding her against his face. And it happened for 10 minutes, this pushing her around and come to find out. And it happened for like 10 minutes. This whale kept pushing her around. And she was afraid to you know, try to get off the face because, of course, it's got its tail fin that she could get hit by and that could cause more damage to her because she was already bruised because I don't, you know, we're not ocean people, so I don't know what a whale feels like, but she says it was very rough, so she had a lot of abrasions and scratches. I would imagine it would have a rubbery kind of a skin, but I know sharks have a skin that's more like sandpaper. Yeah, I didn't know if it'd be like scales or what, but maybe it's because it's got those muscles or whatever those things like stick to the bottom of boats maybe stick to whales oh yeah the what they call um, it not, not coral the little mollusk things or what they call yeah those. those things but the reason that they found out later after these 10 minutes why the shark uh the whale was doing this is because there was a tiger shark in the area and i guess it was trying to get her out of that area but what i was thinking is if this thing was pushing her around for 10 minutes what animals under the water must be able to see really far away to know that this tiger shark is on its way and is going to save this woman to get her away from that tiger shark because it says tiger sharks uh, aren't like big white sharks. People always think of those like off of Jaws. Right. And they said those usually bite a person when they attack, but then they take off. Where a tiger shark evidently sticks around. It was a 15-foot-long tiger shark. And I was like, that thing could swallow a person whole, but it said that they are the type that will bite and keep gnawing on a person until, you know, you're mangled or they've eaten you or whatever. Wow. Well, yeah, sharks are pretty vicious that way. Yeah. yeah. Did this will say well, you know, I thought maybe like you like people take a bath and they play with ships in the bathtub. Maybe the whale was playing with her like a bathtub toy. <laughs> The whale actually pushed her, you know, I guess took her around and back to the boat that she was diving off of to swim with the whales because it said that she did end up back in the boat and back to safety, her and her swim mate. But I don't know why the whale didn't try to grab her swim mate, too. (laughs) We only like this woman. We're going to leave that one get eaten by the shark. (laughs) I guess maybe you could only save one at a time. Yeah. (laughs) But I thought that was an interesting story. Uh, well, I have I have a fugitive alligator in Maryland. There you go. In Maryland? Maryland. Yes. On the East Coast. An alligator searching. The police are warning people there's an escaped alligator. They don't know where it came from. Alligators were banned as pets. You know, everything. And so... I, I know, I know. Dorothy got thrown out to Kansas by a, hur- a tornado. Maybe this alligator got thrown to Maryland by the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. hurricane go. Henry, you know, that or like I said, all those that came, all these alligators stories we're running into coming up. They're coming up north to get away from them hurricanes down there. <laughs> yeah, I think it. everybody should. <laughs> they're, they're they're stampeding to get away from them. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm going up north. I'm tired of these hurricanes. It's, it's a fugitive. It escaped from the zoo. <laughs> Prison break from the zoo. <laughs> they, uh, 
that you know that's why there may be a hurricane you know picked it up tossed it you know just like you know you'd have uh tornadoes do the same thing pick up cows and hurdle cows miles yeah. away <laughs> so yeah. yeah well it's been it's not unheard of i mean but usually like a a uh, a funnel cloud, whether it be a, at sea or on land, will pick pick up smaller critters like you know locusts or rabbits or something like that. But you don't hear so much about bigger animals. Yeah, weird. But well, I just have one one more. I actually have a, a second one, but I'll just I'll cut it short here a little bit. Uh, my next one is. That due to supply issues, milkshakes are taken off the menu at McDonald's in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, in London, uh, McDonald's has said that it has pulled milkshakes off of all of its over 1,000 UK restaurants because of supply problems due to a shortage of truck drivers. Uh, the fast food chain is also experiencing shortages of bottled drinks. Uh, like most retailers, they just have some supply chain issues impacting the availability of certain products. Uh, so hmm. it's working hard to return these items to the menu. It's the latest in a shortage of products in Britain, blamed on the combination of the coronavirus and the exit of the European Union, and it has made it hard for uh, truck drivers to work in the UK. Uh, and so, if you're want to be a truck driver in the UK, uh, now's your big chance to get your license and do it. So. There yeah, we go, Terry. Let's, let's move to the UK. And you make, we can be truck drivers. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Do you have any more stories, Jill? Because I got one more short. No, one. go ahead. Yeah, I've heard that there are certain truck drivers in this country who are, are going to start banding together uh, starting, I think, today or tomorrow and not drive. They're going to park their trucks along the side of the road. Why? <laughs> And they're going to go on strike. Uh, I think it has to do over Joe Biden and his handling of the Afghan situation in part and in part because everybody uh, expects to lock down and shelter in place. And all of us privileged few uh, white collar workers can hunker down in our cozy little mansions and have people deliver stuff to us. And they forget that people are out there every day working hard to deliver that stuff. Yeah. I've heard there's going to be some truck drivers going on strike very soon. And the truck driver that I'm related to will not be one of them as far as I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have my final story is on the East Coast too, but this is where all these fugitive animals are probably headed. There's a a tree house in Florida. Yeah. In uh, um, <coughs> in Gulfport, Florida, their motto is to keep Gulfport weird. And I guess so. There's a house there that in the center of the house, there's a hundred year old oak tree growing through the center of the house. I mean, huh. you know, it, it's been there for that long. They just that, built a house around it, huh? 
Right. Well, I mean, they planted it in, you know, there, whatever, but that's one way to keep your house hurricane proof. You know, right there, you know, I thought maybe the house was in the tree, but no, the trees on the ground, the, the house is on the ground, the trees growing up through it. You know, and so you can go like in the center of the house and there's the tree, you go in the kitchen, there's the tree, you go in the, around the hallway. So if they have a dog, the dog has an indoor bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm like, well, that's pretty cool, you know, but for, uh, I believe it's like 280,000, oh, no, 899,000. To buy this house? $899,000 for this house. Hmm. Wow. If you want to live there, you know, that's just saying. Uh, it reminds me of a joke. I think one of the blue collar comedy guys told someone asked him, is that a tree house? He's like, nope. I built the house and planted a tree and it, and it just grew underneath of it or something like that. <laughs> Here's your sign. <laughs> but I mean, they, they actually, there's actually a house like that. It's like, you know, um, just like uh, I got a big oak tree out here in, in my yard in between the driveways. I'm saying I want to black top it all, but I don't want to cut that tree down. I want that tree like growing right through the middle of it. <laughs> hmm. Well, there are places that do that. It, yeah. Uh, I, I think there's some sidewalks up in Chicago that they do that. They put put in grading, and they have right. plants growing right to the sidewalk. And it's about like four squares of concrete where the dirt's at to allow the trees to get really large. You know, but yeah. Don't know when you know a lot of Chicago is underground too, so the people underground might see the roots start poking through the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> well, on, on that tree, it, it sounds like it's a really artistic uh, thing. <clears throat> Of course, I would right. imagine they have to do something with right. the roof to keep the weather from pouring in. They probably have some kind of a rubberized uh, uh, yeah. shingle or flashing that keeps the water out. Right. It's like you, yeah. It's like I, you know. I'm sure they built it, made enough space there to go. Well, one day this will all be a big tree right here. Yeah. I, but it was just a little little seedling, a little small tree. They probably had. A tomato plant or two in there. <laughs> yeah. Put that in the dirt around it. And as it grows, it takes yeah. up some more space. You know? Well, eventually, if the trunk gets too big, it'll rip apart whatever opening is there. They'll have to cut the hole right. bigger at some right. point. Right. Definitely uh, noteworthy. <laughs> Maybe they've had to do that over the years. But anyway, that's all I had for my weird news stuff. So. We really packed it full of weird news today. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T. Hogan Helsley. That is front slash 
T-H-O-G-A-N-H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. All right. So what happens now? Weird yeah. stuff. Weird stuff. Well, yeah. we're done with our we weird news. So Jill now we move on to our next segment, which would be Jill's words. The quiz kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. My weird words, weird words. Oh. Our first word is cacos. C A C O. E-T-H-E-S. Cocoats. It's what keeps cocoons warm when they get cold. (laughs) You have a little caterpillar in a cocoon and it stays warm by putting a coat on it. (laughs) Somebody with a stutter trying to say coat. I don't know. This word means a bad habit. So if you have a bad oh, habit, maybe biting your nails or all our drugs that we do, our coffee and yeah. stuff, that's our cocos. But yep, our next word is what do okay, hold on. I got some cacoffee. <laughs> Phenendrum F I N N I M. B R U N. Finin Brum. Brum, yeah. Brum. Wow. Um, it, it's the broom that fish use <laughs> with their fins. <laughs> they use your fins and sweep their floor with the brum. Finbrum. Fin brum. Um, it's a ch- chair that fish put their bums on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comb. This word kind of sounds like an English word to me for some reason. But it, it does kind of. A, a trinket or a knickknack. So uh. if you have a finimbrum, it's just a little trinket or a knickknack. Hmm. Why don't you just call it a knickknack, Patty Frank? Yeah. <laughs> this next word sounds like cabbage, but it's got an extra blah blah in it. Cabbage. C A B O T. A G E. Cabotage. Cabotage. Cabotage? Cabotage. Cabotage. Whenever you eat cabbage in a cottage. <laughs> yeah, it's the house that ca- the cabbages live in when they're on vacation. <laughs> wow, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea why this even means what it means, but it means coastal navigation. So it has to do evidently with ships and coasts. I think someone's making that up. Cabotage. (laughs) This next word is going to sound like a word that Keith is going to know, but I don't know if he'll know this one. The word is choir, but it's Q-U-I-R-E. It's a singing group made up of gay people. (laughs) (laughs) I have no clue. I don't know. Got choir. any guesses? It's like a queer choir, so it's a you know. <laughs> choir, queer. Um, I don't know. This I, actually means twenty-four pieces of paper. 
not 23, not 25, only 24. And it has to be paper. Know, <laughs> I don't know why. But that's what the answer is. Not coins, <laughs> not sheep, paper. Yes. I don't know. Wow. 24 sheets of paper. Yes. This next word is Bletcherous. B L E T C H E R O U S. Bletcherous. Bletcherous uh, means somebody who is like, you know, leering at you. They have lustful thoughts towards you or something. So bletcherous means your reaction to that. Blah, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bletcherous, but you're bletcherous. Oh, you, hate blah, blah, blah. you hate my advances, my amorous advances. <laughs> Goodness, got any ideas, Terry? Something a vampire says, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. Yeah, it might be that. Might be. Jill's giving away the answers. Well, it actually means poorly designed. Oh, like a certain oh. Afghan uh, removal, huh? That was yeah. very bletcherous. <laughs> that was poorly designed, definitely. <laughs> Not that it shouldn't have happened, but it was very poorly designed. That's to be sure. All right, now this is my turn. You guys keep your mind out of the gutter on this next word. It's form occasion, not foreign occasion. Ooh, what you said. F O R M I C A T I O N. Form occasion. <laughs> That's when you fill out the application for your Playboy magazine subscription. <laughs> one changing one letter means a totally different word. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Form. <clears throat> Any ideas, Terry? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is something like making love to the centerfold in the magazine. <laughs> it actually means the sense of ants crawling on your body. So the yeah. feeling of ants. Yes. Yeah, so so you feel, feel like, like you have- yeah. You, like your skin's crawling, kind of a feel, huh? Yeah, I guess, or it could be maybe you got an ant that's crawling on your body. You got ants in your pants. My my favorite aunt Joe or Aunt Sue or Aunt whoever. Oh, aunt yeah. Lucy. Th- th- those kind of ants. Your your yeah. your parents' sisters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our next word is vomitory. Actually, V O M I T. O-R-Y, vomitory. It's a container that you vomit into, of course. <laughs> Put a bucket next to your bed. That's the vomitory. <laughs> you're feeling sick, you're knocking yourself out right there. Right there's where you're going to do it at. It means uh, an exit or outlet. So I suppose it oh. could. So the building that. is going to vomit you out of the exit door. Yes. <laughs> Look at the building. People are leaving the movie theater. They're they're vomitoring out of the building. Yeah, like a big group, maybe of people exiting all at once. That's how yeah. what it should have said. Wow. Our last Poopity. word is. Should have been one. Yeah, pooping them out. <laughs> Nin Ninhalarian. N i h i l a r i a. N. It's like the Mandalorian, only it's ne- plural. It's Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> ne- mm. 
I say it's a man that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone who has no sense of humor. Well, it is a someone. Someone who deals with unimportant things. Person deals, who deals with unimportant things. So like someone who swipes your ink pen or swipes your bobby pin or left sock or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all our words for the week. Wow. Dun, Definitely dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with them. See if you can use them in your daily life. <laughs> yeah, like bletcherous. <laughs> vomitory. Send all these vomit sick kids out vomitory. When, when you leave, you can exit that vomitory or you can exit <laughs> that vomitory. When you're on the airplane and you're sitting next to the wing, the vomitory next to you. <laughs> the emergency uh, vomitory. <laughs> all righty. Are we ready? For- all right. We're ready for Terry's top 10. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, tonight we are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. Top 10 list. Today, I have a list of 10. Uh, animals who were committing crimes or illegal activities. The first one is the little otters. <laughs> animals. It goes along with some of the, you know, the, the otters, the alligators, yeah. <laughs> the snakes. <laughs> Number one is the spy pigeon. A spy pigeon was found close to the Afghanistan border with a message attached to it and a phone number, and the bird was executed as a, <laughs> as a spy pigeon. Spy. Wow. Um, now I, I lost my... No, 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 no. Number two is... Um, uh, jailhouse monkeys in India they've had a lot of problems with the rhesus monkeys they're called they're the kind that's got the tail the kind of was like on uh, Indiana Jones they, they had the peanut butter on the inside <laughs> the rhesus peanut butter monkeys they're the kind of like on Indiana Jones they're the kind of Abu Disney's Aladdin you know doing all kinds of bad nasty naughty things so in india they built a jail because they it's against the law of course to um, harm or abuse animals so they put them into a monkey jail monkey jail bad monkey number three they don't spank those monkeys in there that causes a whole other problems (laughs) (laughs) number three in uh, in Maryland, a beaver uh, um, went on a holiday spree in a Dollar General, and he smashed up all the Christmas holiday ornaments, and all of the Christmas stuff was smashed by the Rouge. <laughs> and so they had it on footage. The beaver got away. Slipped away. Mm. Uh, number four is the home invading crocodile. 
Oh. Uh, mm. A 40-year-old cricket player in Zimbabwe woke up one morning and didn't realize that a 300-pound alligator was sleeping under his bed. <laughs> oh, wow. A 300-pound alligator? Wow. <laughs> he realized his feet were right there. He didn't realize that, that there's an alligator till he heard the maid scream. Talk about uh, monsters under your bed. You, you know that that feeling you get when you're in bed and you're afraid and you, you don't want to hang your hand <laughs> over the side of the bed or your foot because a monster might jump up and grab it. Excuse me. You know, it's funny. I'm sure alligators smell funny because just they're outside animals. Can you imagine sleeping going... Smells like swamp water. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see, I think I was up to number five, which is uh, the hungry seagull. Yeah. Seagulls usually uh, uh, swoop down at people, you know, take your stuff, you know, your food. People feed mm-hmm. in Scotland. In Scotland, there was a um, a seagull that not the people on the sidewalks, but it had snuck into a bakery and it was stealing bags of chips. <laughs> it was flying away with bags of chips. It was later arrested by Scotland Yard. To the bird. Where was it? And later apprehended by Scotland Yard, and now he's a stool pigeon. Number six is a prankster octopus. What? Hmm. I want to know who arrested this octopus. <laughs> How many handcuffs do they need? <laughs> the octopus's name is Otto. It was living, it was a two foot seven inch octopus living in an aquarium in Germany. and I wonder if it was a doctor octopus and it was <laughs> Spider-Man involved. <laughs> it, would, it was aggravated all the time. It, it, would, it would aggressively move things around inside of its enclosure, bang rocks against the glass, and, and play catch with hermit crabs. And hmm. the thing that like there's some kind of alarm going off somewhere. And the most trouble was uh, it would swing upwards in its enclosure and squirt water up at the light fixtures, causing it to pour <laughs> out, and they went without power for three days. Hmm. Wow. And That's weird. I don't think they ate him, but I don't know what kind of trouble, if he went to octopus jail or not, but yeah, hard to say. And number number seven, the underwear snatching cat burglar. <laughs> the underwear cat burglar. Right. A wow. Oscar who is a ginger colored tomcat, and over in England, Portswood, England. He would start bringing home stuff. You know, I had a cat that would bring in birds and squirrels. Going panty raids, huh? Yeah, he brings in <laughs> brings in things like socks and and garden gloves and women's underwear. 
<laughs> off of people's clotheslines. He, he was a, he was a college playing? student in a former life. <laughs> Going on panty raids. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that alarm, I think, going off is just somebody making a delivery here to sort of back up alarm or something. Yeah, right. It sounds a lot more annoying from inside the control room. David, what's happening? Look out, Callie. We're under attack. I think we got them. For now. I sure hope Terry and Keith appreciate this. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't bother me any. But number eight is the evidence tampering crow. The what? 16. Uh, an crow? evidence tampering crow. Uh. Um, in, uh, where was it? In 2016, a man confronted police in Vancouver with a knife and he was subdued by the police, but this crow came sneaking up and was pouncing around, you know, um, hopping around on the police car, watching the whole event unfold. Um, the crow grabbed the knife mm. and started to fly off with the, with the evidence. The crime scene. Huh? <laughs> right. And so the police shot at the crow a couple times and they dropped the knife and they were able to recover the evidence. Yeah, the, the crow was working for the crook, so it was their accomplice. He must have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number nine is a Robin Hood cat. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, at a marketing firm, a guy went into work and he noticed a, bio, a big pile of cash by the, by the glass door. And they, he noticed that the people would walk by, they'd walk by and tease the cat by like slipping, you know, a dollar bill or something under the door. And the cat would just, you know, reach and grab it with its paw and claw and pull the money in. Hmm. And stuff. And so like this cat had a, pretend to be an ATM machine. I'll take your money. <laughs> Go ahead. There's, the people can see it was a glass door, you know, so. There's some some money there, and so the cat they're just like, oh, let's see. And so they put the money there, and the cat would just snatch the it. The cat was dancing or something, doing something. How they always drop money, and the people playing music, you know, they put their <laughs> yeah. guitars. Well, it's like uh, dropping coins in a wishing the, well, the, or it's like the that dancing little, chicken, that little bank yeah. that has uh, the slot. You put it in, and a little green hand comes out and swipes the coin and puts it in the box. <laughs> this is just a. What they call but, it? What is it? Panhandling or something? They call that? When yeah, it's paw handling, I guess. Paw <laughs> handling. <laughs> and so, after the pile got so big, the guy took the money and, and they went and donated it to charity. <laughs> hey, I'm a charity. He should have bought his cat some food yeah. for yeah. his hard and work. <laughs> number ten. We've heard something like this before: the carjacking bear. Yeah, there's been several stories. In Colorado, a bear had got into an SUV. He was foraging for some food, and he tore up all inside of the guy's car. Um, the after, later, they found a big pile of bear poop in the car. 
<laughs> accidentally knocked the car into gear or neutral, knocked it in, you know, into gear and it was able to jump out of the vehicle and the vehicle rolled down the hill and smashed into some guy's house. Oh my. And the bear was still inside. No, the bear had got out, but he oh. left a pile of poop in, in the truck. It scared the poop out of him. I it started so. to move. His, his probably out get that that package from Amazon. Get a surprise for you. Thanks for letting me paint your car. That toilet paper. Yeah. So, so that's how all my stories are connected <laughs> today. Criminal animals and the toilet paper and the bears. Oh my. Well, our anchor topic <laughs> is manual scales. I don't know how that, that plays in or not, but um, <laughs> how to wipe the bear's belt with the toilet paper he stole or something. Oh. How to not put your car in neutral. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't have any special things written down on manual skills. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I was just I was just looking on board for you know a a recently downloaded books looking for a Nora Roberts book. The newest one is Forgotten, and uh, I looked because I got it on my Facebook because I uh, I liked and, her as an author when I first got right. Facebook, so it pops up all the time. Uh, and so I was looking for that particular book that she just said, but I ran across a couple other books that sparked my interest, and I was like, huh, and it falls right here into manual skills, but there's a couple books. I downloaded one. It was a, uh, I think his name's Bill Brown, uh, right. Piano year and it was a lesson on the song uh what a friend we have in jesus and oh. i go that's cool i downloaded that book and okay and i looked and then there's another when the role is called up yonder I'm like, oh but and i downloaded that one how to work like a dog <laughs> so and these then, books it just teaches you that one song right right yeah huh. and so like, now, he, he and does then, have a lesson book that teaches you basically how to play the piano and while he's doing that you'll cover a few different styles of song but he does have individual books are not very long and it focuses right. on how to play this one thing one song and this here like whenever you go to listen to it it says uh like those two that i just mentioned you know, religious songs you'd hear in church it says at the beginning, it's for advanced beginners or intermediate level. So, you know, you can take his earlier lessons. It comes on three discs, how to play. But then you get these other ones. They'll tell you. But then at the beginning, he actually plays through the song once or twice. So you can hear it up front, what it's supposed to sound like. And like you haven't heard it before in church. But so, right. you know, it's been. And, and the thing by doing that, though, he, you can also play along once you've mastered the song, and he offers some background the cut right. to help you play and, along with. And so I just, you know, I just uh, checked that out on both books and said, "Oh, that's pretty neat." You know that, um, you know, because they. Uh, and what I've noticed is, even though it may say "advanced beginner," I mean, is if you do have a little bit of knowledge about the keys and how to form the notes and chords. Uh, he goes through, you know, note by note, measure by measure. So it's not too difficult to follow along. And it's all about practice. Keep on practicing. There was a, there was another one that it wasn't a religious song, but I'd, I don't remember the name of the song right now because it wasn't a song I really have heard before. But uh, 
I, I just noticed that just going through the loud. I just went through like the first 50 books in the list of 10,000 books. I wasn't going to look through them. <laughs> yeah, they always have a lot of them. <laughs> and, so, and so I was just skimming through and said, oh, nope, that ain't it. Oh, oh, here's another one. What's this one? You know, and I download it. And said, you know, it didn't take very long to download. Like I said, it's, they're not very long, but, you know. Yeah. Well, if you already know how to play the piano and you don't know those songs, I wonder though, are they going to tell you how they tell you what to push, what keys? Well, what you start out doing is like, you know, here's how you find middle C. Here's your finger position. Your thumb goes on middle C on your left, right hand. And, you know, all the other keys your fingers will fall on. And your left hand will tell you put your uh, little finger on the C below middle C, and then you cover those notes. But it, the way he does it is, he, he, your fingers are numbered. Your pinky on the left hand is two, three, you know, four, one, five. two, three, four, five, and your thumb oh. is five. On your right hand, your thumb is one, one, two, three, four, five, your pinky is five. And so he'll just yeah, tell you the numbers, and you'll know which keys to press. See, I don't know nothing about playing an instrument, but I know with a piano, like you're saying, each hand pushes different keys and then your foot when do you do the foot pedal he doesn't what go is, into the what foot is pedals. that all about he, he doesn't go into the foot pedals well, that'd be more advanced yeah no. the advanced stuff uh, you know I, I honestly don't know one of them is to sustain the note so you, you it holds the note out for a while like the they like to do one, when they sing. Yeah, and another uh, one will, will kind of release it <laughs> when you release it it stops the note uh, but the other ones do, uh, I don't know, uh, other things. But I think I one's volume that, up and one's volume down. Yeah. <laughs> faster or slower, yeah. Raise Louder the pitch, quieter, lower the pitch. Yeah. No, but we'll I, see, I think we'll the see. sustaining one is the one people but, use the but, most. But here, uh, here's here's something that, that that's totally different. I have an electronic Casio keyboard. It don't have no foot pedals. Right. See, so uh, there's a difference between a keyboard, piano, and a and a piano. An organ, and right. I'm just saying that you know the the foot thing is on a regular piano, piano, but on a keyboard, mm-hmm. that might be on there too as a special function switch. Those things got 300 switches on them. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not advanced enough to know about working the pedals, uh, but. On the keyboard I have, it don't have no foot pedals. <laughs> when I was younger, I always thought it was like the brake and the gas, those yeah. pedals. Of make <laughs> and this, the clutch. You're going to drive this piano, you need these pet <laughs> foot pedals. <laughs> but I'm sure they were there for some other reason besides braking and Yeah, you would have to ask someone who's more like what, advanced like than me. Saying, like what Keith was saying, when you first start, you know, you, you start with your right hand, let's say, there's there's eight notes in the scale, you know, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. There's eight notes. You only got five fingers. So you go your thumb, you never, and that's yeah. your, your ring finger. You tuck your thumb under your pinky and you put it over there to, on that, on the key, the next key. And you hit that key with your thumb. Then you rotate your wrist over and you bring your number one finger down for that seventh note and your middle finger right. for the eight notes. And, and the trick, the trick with that is, <laughs> as you're playing up the scale or as you're playing your song, is knowing when you move your thumb under that ring finger to shift your hand down, because if you if you get the timing wrong, it could mess things up. <laughs> hmm. Right. 
you know, and the blank, the blank keys are just your, your, as you're going up the scale, those are considered to be flats. If you're no sharps. And if you're coming down, they're flats, which is really stupid. I don't know why they can't just call it one thing, but you know. yeah. Cause it's going to make the same noise, right? The same. Right. Yeah. It, right. It's, it's like a half tone in between the two notes. So let's say the one between the C and the D, you could call it either a C sharp or a D flat. It it depends on the key that you're in. Is is how they do that. It's like why don't you just call it a D flat or whatever? Just call it if you're in a major key, they're sharps. But if you're playing in a flat flatted key, then they're flats. Or the key of F is different. The key of F is all white notes except for a B flat. But so that's my favorite key. Huh? I said that was my favorite key. Uh, the, key the key of, of F. F. Yeah. There's um, only one one flat in there. Yeah. I play. Uh, Usually, I play it was a major key. It has sharps, uh, but F is the only one that's different. It has one flat, and I think G ha- only has one sharp. I like the way I like the way that song uh, "Have Thine Own Way, Lord." I like the way that that song sounds, the music, you know. Yeah. But man, there's so many sharps in that song. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, it's probably in one of those other keys. <laughs> yeah. F sharp or something. Because F sharp, I think, has all the sharp keys. And I forget which ones are regular. There's only two, I think. All right. Anyway, there we have some manual skills info did you guys yeah anybody that knows anything else about pianos can send us an email and especially if you know more about us (laughs) (laughs) you can teach us a thing or two (laughs) hey for that matter you could uh we'll record (laughs) something and send it directly to uh, tsf at that sounds funny.com because our, our our contact form on the website i don't think it allows attachments but if you want to do a short uh, audio message just send it directly to tsf at that sounds funny.com yeah we had a lot of a lot of new listeners for some reason we had a whole bunch of downloads this last week yeah we did and well, the week before was up a little bit and this past week was even more great thanks for listening all you new people yeah. welcome and play us a song on your piano and we would love to play it on our show yeah. but anyway here's the part where we read emails and i do have at least one i might have two but i know i have one what's in the mail for today oh just the usual bunch of crackpot letters what's it say what well, isn't that nice? I think. Well, I, I think it's because I wrote a couple of emails to two different shows too. Yes, you did, uh, and I heard they, them. <laughs> that probably brought in some listeners from their shows. I hope it continued. It, it could have. And, and if you did hear us from a different podcast, let us know that too. It'd be interesting to know. Yeah. I'll give you my home phone number. Give me a call. Uh, no, well, I don't. You go right ahead. You can call <laughs> Terry at. <laughs> Oh, you stalkers. Call Terry. He loves to talk. I, <laughs> I actually have a Google Voice number that I could give out, but I don't use it for this podcast. I use it for my other podcast. Well, they can get mine if they go to the MCAB webpage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Visit mcabil.org and look for the uh, contact the contact page, and there's numbers there to call. Yeah, you can call and find me that way. Give me a call. 
We have an office now. Hunt him down like a dog. Yeah. What's our email there? I just wanted to All say. right. For our email this week, uh, it says, Hi there, Keith, Terry, and Jill. Uh, this is Shane. I love your show and all the funny stories. Here's one I call Dog Bowl. I was shopping for pet supplies at the pet store when I overheard a woman singing the praises of a particular doggy water bowl. Uh, She was talking to her husband. Look, it automatically keeps the water bowl full and even has a little water filter, she concluded. She then held a doggy dish proudly up for her husband's inspection. And after a quick glance at the little doggy product, her husband had a different take on the product. Dear, he says, I don't think the dog cares about the filter. He drinks out of the toilet. (laughs) Hope you like it and can use it on the show. Yeah, purify Shane. your water for your dog, and they drink out of mud puddles. And, yeah, and they lick their own lower parts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eat, eat poop sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, from Shane Perot, Dogtown, Alabama. <laughs> it smells good. They eat it. Yeah, if it stinks. They eat it too. <laughs> oh yeah, I do have another one here. Oh, I'll read it though. Hi, Terry, Jill, and that other guy. Um, I don't know about you, but I love to play golf. Out on the golf course the other day, a friend who was golfing with me sliced the ball into the rough. His drive landed right on a big anthill. Rather than move the ball back to the fairway and take a penalty, he decided to play it right where it lay. He gave a mighty swing. Clouds of dirt and sand exploded into the air. He hit everything except the golf ball. (laughs) It sat there in the same spot. Hmm. So he lined up. He tried another shot. Bam! Clouds of dirt and sand went in the air. Uh, And ants went flying all over the place again. The golf ball didn't even wiggle. (laughs) All that were left were two ants that seemed to survive. And I nudged my golfing buddy and said, do you see those ants climbing up on that golf ball? He says he did. And so I told him, lean over and listen closely. I think I can hear them talking to each other. The one ant is saying to the other one, whoa, what just happened? What are we going to do? The other ant just stood there and says, I don't know about you, but I'm going to stay on the ball. It's the only safe place around here. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you what my friend said, but just in case you can use this on the show, I'll keep it family friendly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. From Link Ironwood, Mount Terror, P.S. Just in case you're wondering, I live in the Mount Terror in Washington, not the one in Antarctica. Yeah, I kind of, oh. kind of thought it wouldn't be Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there was a place. Wow. So here shall we wind down with some 
Final thoughts. Yes. You know what a vegetarian eats in a steak. You know what a vegetarian eats in a steakhouse. He eats filet melon. Filet melon. <laughs> melon. <laughs> yeah, I guess filet melon has the seeds removed. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are born naked, wet, and hungry, and then things get worse. <laughs> yeah, and we often die the same way. <laughs> oh man. I think I read this one last time. I'm gonna skip that. Here we go. I read that one last week too. What's going on? <laughs> well, I have one I put on Facebook and it has to do with Did you know that the longest sentence and the shortest sentence in the English language is I do. (laughs) Have you ever uh, noticed that every wedding comes with a hitch? (laughs) That wasn't my thought, but it just reminded me of that. (laughs) Oh, crud. I put one on Facebook the other day, and now I can't remember what it was. I was thinking I'd use it today. Huh, I'll just have to use a different one. Let's see. Well, I have a riddle if you don't have one. Don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Yeah. <laughs> don't we? Um... What part of you has a bottom at the top? A leg. A leg. Oh, okay. I get oh, it. Yeah. The bottom is at the top of the leg. Ah. <laughs> I would say it's over my head, but it's about three feet under my head, actually. <laughs> uh, I may have said this one too, Leslie. Here we go. Courage is the art of being the only one who knows that you're scared to death. Well, I used to have a handle on life, and then it broke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, be careful when you follow the masses. Sometimes the M is silent. (laughs) Just saying. I have no more. Me either. I don't have no more thoughts or riddles. I, I ate my exam paper, which means pretty soon I'll pass the test. <laughs> uh-huh. And I probably can go on, but I'll stop with that. And uh, that's our show. You have any final remarks to say as we sign off? And Maybe my wife will donate some more money when she, when her, she opens her new store, Terry's Mini Mall. Yeah, she can be a, a sponsor to, as Avon Lady and a sponsor as the Mini Mall Lady, huh? Yeah. And now we're going to do our closing on September 7th. 
And then, and then maybe we can get Big Daddy to do something too. <laughs> yeah, well, but for now, this is your host signing off. Uh, thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. That's how we uh, gain, uh, grow our audience the most. Uh, leave us a rating and review wherever you find us. And even if you do that, it doesn't hurt to drop us a line through the webpage. Use our contact form. It's there. Uh, send an email directly to us. And uh, tell us what you think. So. Yeah, we well, can't wait to hear from you. You better write us, or we'll come get you. <laughs> yeah, tell us about your unruly animals or alligators that like to escape or whatever or whatever. <laughs> so, see you next week for episode forty-five. Bye bye for now. I think oh, this was five. I thought this was forty-five. This is forty-four. Forty-four. Forty-four Magnum. Okay, and that's what's 45 caliber. Then the 50 caliber. Oh, wait. (laughs) That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com.